And good morning, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Folgers and Backwards, your mid-morning solo cipher. It's a girl, your surely will be read. And happy motherfucking Monday, my Faroni shoe, and happy month of March. Pisces, gang, 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 we out here, baby, we've been shining for like the last two weeks, and we still got like another two weeks, we out here. Nah, but we out here, gang, real shit. Um... I almost forgot what I was here. I forgot what I even wanted to talk about. I got I get so excited. My birthday is just easy. Like, I'm so excited. But um I really did have something to talk about. Bear with me. I promise y'all ain't even high yet. I'm breaking the weed up right now. Um oh that's what I'm gonna talk about. It's March 1st, which means yesterday was my three-year anniversary of facing my fears. Well, I'm so excited. So, for those who do not know, um, 2019, I quit my union job, my dream job, the best job that I ever had, the job that actually inspired me to become or to walk the road of my motherfucking greatness. Because I ain't become shit yet. I'm on my road to greatness. But um, that was Madison Square Garden. Like, I fucking love that job, yo. You, funny thing is, if once I got hired, you would have told me I would have quit in less than five years. I would have looked like it was fucking stupid. I never made that much money before. I've never been at a job where I can have so much fun. Free concerts, free fucking games, free fucking, yo, circus acts. Like, I mean, I synced it all. Dog shows. Like, I did that. Oh, my God. Sound check for John Legend and Neo. Like, OM. Gee, the memories I got in that building, running around trying to find fucking Rihanna during the Grammys. Yo, them niggas dead hit her for me. Like, they dead hit her. I was ready to get fired that day. What? I would have ran down on her. Riri, gang, gang, gang. Yeah, I know she a Pisces, right? What? She would have respected it. She already know me crazy. She would have respected it. But, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, how excited I get when I talk about that job. That will forever and ever be the best fucking job. I ever had in my fucking life and whew, when I quit that bitch baby it was the scariest thing I ever did in my life the absolute scariest thing all I could think of is I'll never get another job like this I'll never make that much money again I'll never have the freedom because I worked maintenance you know what I'm saying it was a team of us two four I think eight it was a team of eight of us but we was usually broken to teams of twos and you know, I really got to do my own thing. It's not really that much supervising necessary when you're fucking cleaning. You know what I mean? So the introvert in me loved it because I got to work alone. The extrovert in me loved it because I got to be around groups of people with a focused intent. That's what my extrovert tendencies has to have a lot i like i'm not one of those people who don't like i'm a pisces so first of all i'm a walking contradiction yes i am extremely introverted i like not just physically being alone which i actually absolutely adore but i draw my energy from myself i'm very internal my feelings my thoughts my passions are what drive me so you know when i have time to be by myself partner i'm sounding distant I'm trying to get my coffees all the way on the other side. But, yeah. 
I draw energy for myself. I think better. I work problems out more. I can converse with spirit a lot easier when I'm alone. So I like, you know, that's the extra, that introvert in me. I like to be alone. I appreciate my alone time. But the extrovert in me, I feed off of other people's energy. I like to give them energy. I like to take back energy. I am energy vampire. I think I mentioned this in one of them. But if not, recap. Energy vampires are not a bad thing. Only when they're out there fucking fucking people dry because they don't have no fucking, you know, force, life force in their own. I have a very powerful life force. I give and I take. But believe me, if I walk into a room, back to Madison, since Madison Square Garden, working in a job where on any given day, any given shift, I'm walking into a room full of fucking millionaires. Guess what? I'm absorbing all that. And that's exactly what I Oh my God, my witchcraft got so much stronger in that building. Oh my God, I used to come to work with all kinds of stones, amplifying stones, attracting stones. I used to cleanse quartz and like really empty them. That way when I'm at work, I can just have it in my hand. I'm just walking around up and down, literally up and down the aisles in the theater, just absorbing every, especially during the Christmas shows, kids, their innocence and their excitement is their, ex, their their energy level when they're excited. Oh my God. If you could bottle, if I could bottle that shit and sell it, I'm so fucking dumb. I should have bottled it and sold it. Because I was definitely capturing in the fucking stones. Uh, you live and you learn. If any of y'all get a job somewhere where energy is extremely abundant, do what I did. Bottle it and sell it. Oh my fucking God. I'm so mad I'm just thinking about that now. Something to y'all. Let me roll this blunt. But yeah. Anyway, back to the target. <coughs> and the topic of conversation. So yesterday, three years ago, was honestly the scariest day of my life. Because I came to the point where I had to stand up for myself. I had to make a decision for myself. I had to put myself in a position where I was the only thing that mattered. And that is what I want to talk about today. How important are you to you? Fuck them kids. Fuck that job. Fuck your moms, pops, brother, sister, lover, uncle, aunt, cousin, neighbor, friend, who the fuck ever. That's what today's episode is about. Fuck them all. All the stuff. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Why am I saying that? Because... If you're a good person, if you're a good-hearted person, or you think you're a good-hearted person, truth be told, you're probably not. My dumbass thought I was a good person. But y'all heard that? Yep, that's somebody. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Part an interruption, guys. Y'all know I always got something going on. But yeah, um, a lot of people believe that they're a good person. Because they do good for other people. That was where I fell in that category. I'm a good person. When people need me, I'm there. When people want me, I'm there. But I'm not good to myself. So technically, I'm not a good fucking person. I'm an idiot. I'm exhausting and stretching myself out for any and everybody. And I'm not doing anything for me. And that includes your kids. When you're a good mom, I mean, when you're a really fucking good mom, your kids come first. That's what we're taught. That's what we're programmed to believe. You got to put them before everything. You got to be really ready to die for them. You got to be ready to starve for them. You got to be ready to fucking be cold. You know what I'm saying? You got to substitute everything. 
if my I'm just the other day it was freezing fucking cold. What well, was it freezing? But we were out for a while, and my door I left my gloves home. My daughter would not put on her gloves. She's like, here, mommy, if your hand, my hands get really cold, they hold the cold so hard. And she's she can feel how cold my hands is. She's like, mommy, put on my gloves. I cannot, even if I had on my own gloves, just because she doesn't have on gloves, I'm not gonna wear gloves. Like, you're not gonna see me walk. That's where my ego kicks in. You're not gonna pop shit about, oh, this bitch got her baby out here cold and she all dressed. Why? Because I'm the kind of bitch who would pop. Well, I used to be the kind of bitch. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I might think it now, but I ain't gonna say it. Once upon a time, I would say that shit. Like, how this bitch got on gloves, hat, and scarf? And her baby out here with just a couple. Mind my business. I'm mastering it. I promise you, I'm mastering it. Jack of all trades. I will be a master at that, though. Mind my motherfucking business. Anyway, but yeah, when you're a good person, when you're a good mom, when you're a good daughter, you're a good lover, you're a good partner, you're a good friend, you're a good employee, you're a good fucking neighbor, whatever your identity is, when you label yourself as good in reference with other people, usually you are bad towards yourself. You're neglectful towards yourself. You're usually fucking kind of mean to yourself. Being neglectful is me. You know what I'm saying? If I had plans on just sitting home, smoking weed in the bathtub and watching Naruto all day and Someone calls me and tells me, hey, um, look, I got some running around Azul. Would you mind coming over and watching the kids? Or can I bring my kids over to you? And realistically, I don't have a problem with watching your kids. But my plan for myself was to sit and soak in the tub. So I say no. I mean, I say yes to you and no to myself. I'm being a good friend to you, but I'm being bad to myself because realistically, I'm neglecting myself to do something for somebody else. And knowing me, the way I used to be set up, I was always doing that. I'm constantly telling myself no for someone to be, I'm telling, I'm constantly telling myself no to tell someone yes. Oh, um, you got a couple of dollars I could borrow? I got a couple of dollars, but not really to lend. Like, I need this to last for the next couple of days. Oh, let me hold it because I got now, I feel bad because I know I got it. And I might not have anything specific that I want to spend it on, but I just wanted it. It's mine. I worked for it. I probably won't get nothing else still. Whatever. I got paid on Fridays at the garden. You know what I'm saying? I need it. I need it. I want it. I'm trying to save. Whatever. Whatever. I just didn't. I already had not even that what I did want or did not want. I already had plans. It was mine. I planned on doing this for me. So now I'm going to lend it to you. Yeah, it's not hurting. I ain't really have shit to do with it. But how nice was that to me? I'm failing myself. You know what I'm saying? My mentor constantly says you got to show up for yourself. And I'm implementing that. And I see how important that is. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm seeing how much failing yourself occurs in a day. And it's fucking wrong. And if you are a person who considers yourself to be a good anything, any kind of title or position that has to do with other people, ask yourself, are you only good at it because you're bad at being good to you? If so, please take a moment and check yourself. You'll thank me later. But that's where I was at. Leaving my job meant saying fuck everybody. It meant saying Fuck my bills. 
It meant saying, fuck my kids, because I am my kid's sole provider. I pay the rent. I provide, well, my son is grown. He provides his own clothing and, you know, even his own food if I'm not cooking. Like, that nigga buy out for the whole house. Like, that's a very responsible, very mature young man. I take my hat off to how I raised him, especially to be a teenage parent. But anyway, I'm their provider. I pay the bills. I buy the toilet paper. I do the food shopping. Um, I'm mom. And I'm good at it. When they need something, whether it's fucking clothes, boots, fucking video games, updates, fucking Google Play cards. You know what I'm saying? I'm mom. I do that. That's what my job has always been since 15 when I took that title. (coughs) (coughs) Quitting my job meant saying fuck the title of head of household as responsible. How am I paying bills without a reliable, steady income? I have horrible luck with welfare. I already knew I wasn't going to apply for welfare. Them niggas are same thing every time I try. I promise you, same thing every single time. They make me go to these bum ass, long ass, dumb ass programs for two weeks. And then I get a letter in the mail telling me that I don't fucking qualify. So I just spent two weeks of my life doing nothing for you guys or for myself and i'm not getting no help for it wasn't gonna waste my time with that quitting my job meant saying fuck being my mother's image my mom is the hardest working woman i know and she's part of the reason why i always worked so hard since my first job at 14 and some of you that was on the books. Technically, I've been working since I was about 11. Running to the store for the elderly ladies in the building, babysitting for the young women in the building so they could do what they got to do. I've always made money. But that goes to show you've always had an entrepreneurial mindset and working for somebody was never really going to work for me. <coughs> but I had to really think about where my identity stood at that moment. And just say, fuck it. Fuck the, I'm that bitch who makes $22.50 an hour. Fuck that, I have a union job. Fuck that. Fuck that, I work at the garden and get to be in an elevator with ball players, which was always the fucking loop. Like, luckily, I don't get star starstruck too easy. And I'm not a big basketball, you know, fan. So, you know, I was on my neutral shit most of the time during the ball games and the Rangers games. But... I forgot what I was saying. I'm sorry. Fuck. Anyway, I had to shed that identity. Yeah, especially I had I had so many identities. I'm the girl who works for the garden. You know how cool that was when people ask, you know, where you work? I work for MSG. The garden? You work for the next. So I don't work for the next. <laughs> I work for the garden. Oh, shit. That's cool. I, I need to see concerts. Yeah. Like, I enjoy the ego that developed from working for the garden. I enjoyed being able to call people up like, yo, what you doing? You wanna go to a game? I got free tickets. Like shit like that was really fucking cool. And I had to really say goodbye to that. I had to really man up 
like as fun as it was, it wasn't the life that I wanted. I loved fucking, I hated working 19 hour shifts two or three days a week. But baby, when I got my fucking check, yo, I loved not having to cook dinner and taking my kids out or ordering in or buying movies. Like my boyfriend at the time hated because I was great for fucking ordering movies on Hulu or um, Voodoo. That's the name of the channel. Yeah. They got little movies for like anywhere between $1.99 and like $9.99. I'm always ordering. Oh, I, you know, I don't. Oh, you can stream it for free. Why am I streaming it? I got it. It ain't nothing. Like I had fucking subscriptions to everything. Shit, I wasn't even using Pandora, fucking Netflix. Bitch, don't even watch TV. I had Hulu. I'm just paying for dumb shit. Word of mother. Video game subscriptions. Roblox is coming out. Motherfucking June's journey, fucking paying for token. Like I'm, I, I got comfortable, and that's what was so scary to say. Fuck my comfort. Fuck my identity. Fuck my kids. Because realistically, putting it, that was probably the hardest part. Because when I really, really looked at it, if I failed, they failed. That's how I thought about it. If. I didn't succeed in an attempt. This I'm gambling with not just my life, but with their life and their livelihood. And if I fail, they'll fail. They'll never look at me the same. Like They'll probably hate me. We'll end up in a shelter. We'll be struggling. I thought about all the shit that can go wrong. And then I thought about leaving things as they were. Like I said, 20 years working for the garden, I would have been all right. Would I? These niggas would have been grown, moved the fuck out. They would have done had their own lives. They probably, both my kids are very, they're Tauruses. They're very lively. They have beautiful, vibrant personalities. They can't be confined. Neither one of them are going to be in New York. I already see that. It's not even me who's going to take them out of New York. I mean, I'm going to take them out of New York because that's where my role is leading. But even if I would have stood on a different path, they're destined for greatness. And they're going to get the fuck up out of this hood. And I already know that. So it's like, why am I going to stay here when they're already going to be good? Like, the only way they won't be good is if I fail. And the only way I fail, realistically, is if I don't fucking try. Like, how am I ever going to look them in the eyes and recall all these hustles that I had? Like, yeah, that shit is cool now. Yeah, my mom's worked two jobs and she... Handmade creations on the side. She's, you know what I mean, doing a little party planning. Now I'm doing party planning and fucking bad plans on the side with my job. Like, I got, I, I, that's not the image. Like, the image I had was cute, but the way it would have developed, that's not me. And I had to really, really, really think about it. Who am I right now? If I removed all them layers, who am I? I'm a creator. I'm a natural fucking hustler. And I'm happiest when I'm doing my own thing. When I'm not constricted by time. When I'm just able to create and fucking just flow and be and make money how I see fit, when I see fit, as much as I see fit. 
I don't mind working 19 hour days if that's what the fuck I want to do. But if I don't, then I don't. And I'd like the freedom to do that. I have control issues. I promise y'all I'm working on that. But the fact that I identify it helps me navigate it a lot easier. I know I don't like being controlled. I don't like my time being controlled. I don't like my movements being dictated. And as much freedom as I had at that job, it still was a form of confinement. Like, no wonder why my kids can't be contained. (laughs) Never thought about it like that. But yeah, I had to stick up for myself. I woke up February 28th. I think I had like 11 a.m. clock in. And I know I ain't shit. No, I'm lying. I had that day off. I had the day off. I was supposed to come in the next day. Today, I would have had the clock in at 11. And I really thought about it. It's now or never, bitch. Because granted, you're supposed to give a two-week notice. But two weeks would have put me in a 35. And the idea, like I said, it terrified me to turn 35 working for somebody else. So I woke up and I constructed the most polite email that I fucking could. And I CC'd every motherfucker who could possibly ask, where am I tomorrow when the shift started? And I told them, I appreciate the opportunity, but I will no longer be an employee. And just like that, all that fear stopped. When I say I slept good that night, not Andrew, I still didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I slept good that night, though. I slept good that night. Oh, man. I've been sleeping good since. Now, this is needless to say. It was the... I took... I'm, this is like a 25-minute podcast. A lot more thought went into this. I really didn't just wake up and fucking quit. I promise y'all. Like I said, I started having the bad dreams in like October, November. My anxiety started getting bad before the holidays. Like... I was already planning. I was already meditating. I was already talking to spirit. I was already designing a plan to live my best life. You said I didn't actually project it. I then looked at the roads that were ahead of me. I made a choice that was best for me, but I stayed responsible in the identity that I had. I didn't do a no, you know, I didn't just not show up. I emailed and told them I wasn't going to come anymore. I didn't just quit without having money saved up. I banked up enough money to pay my rent for the entire year of 2019 from fucking March through December. I covered that. That way I knew for a fact, no matter what happened, we were at least good for that year. You know what I'm saying? I put up money for emergencies. Um, I put up a little bit of money so that way we can wing ourselves out of our luxuries and not have to give them up completely. I navigated my current finances. I removed everything that I didn't, all them dumbass subscriptions. I cut off my fucking cable and did the Wi-Fi Netflix life. Like I was already paying for Netflix. Like the fuck? I adjusted my circumstances to be as comfortable as easy. The road of least resistance. You know what I mean? I, I made it that way. So that way I can navigate a lot easier. And I promise you 2019 was the hardest year of my life. Emotionally, I wasn't ready. I thought I was, but I wasn't. It was so much, oh my God, starting a business, building a business, getting the products together, getting customers, trying to just 
let people know, hey, I'm here. I exist. I'm out here. Like, it was a struggle, but it was so fucking worth it. It was so fucking worth it. I made a five-year plan, and on my birthday will be, I would have entered year three, the halfway mark. I'm so fucking close. Not just chronologically, like actually close. I feel it in my soul. My movements dictate it. My train of thought, the way my spirits are fucking aligned. Like I'm going to become or I am becoming exactly who I seen as a child those couple of years ago in my meditations and projections. My energy is already matching hers almost identically. My confidence is almost matching hers identically. My body is almost identically where hers was. I'm about to do a fucking left check. I haven't seen my hair straight in five over five years. Word. About to do a left check. I think my hair is basically where hers was. You know what I mean? Like, I am the future. The present and the future are merging. Like, I am becoming who I see. And I'm so excited. And I could have never, ever, ever, ever done that without facing my fears, without putting me first. And that's how we got to bring it back to the beginning. You got to wrap it back up. I got to wrap it up because y'all know when I'm passionate, I'll keep talking. And I'm passionate about myself. I'm passionate about my future. And I am passionate about everyone finding their happiness. So I have to return to the beginning and put the focus back on you guys, the listeners. How happy are you really? How much are you doing for you? A self-care day is nice, but every day is supposed to be a self-care day. The decisions you make in your life as a living God shaping your existence have to be made with you first. And I know a lot of a lot of spiritualists, me myself included, are constantly screaming about ego, ego, ego. Got to keep ego in check. You'll never hear me say to kill the ego. That's one thing. I'll never say that. You need ego. Ego is a part of us. But you do need to keep that bitch in check because ego is ferocious and ego be wowing. It's all about balance. This is when ego is important. This is when ego is needed. You are the sense of your universe. You are your own God. You have to shape your life as you see fit. And if your life is being shaped by you helping others, it's not really a good life. It's not really a good life. If you look at any of history's quote-unquote good people, Christ, Buddha, um. Oh, those are who are popping in my head. More um, those like spiritual good people, just everyday good people. Fucking Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King. Like, if you look at all of them, well, no, let me separate them. If you look at the spiritual people that I named, Christ and, but yeah, if you look at all of them, actually, like their lives actions appear to have been 
for the good of others. But in all actuality, when you think about it, it was for the good of themselves. Gandhi wanted peace because he wanted to live in peace. And in order for him to live in peace, everybody had to live in peace. Christ wanted everyone. Christ wanted to be in heaven with everyone or in yeah, I'll, I'll stick to the Christian concept. I ain't even going to put my own thoughts into it. Christ wanted everyone to make it to heaven and in peace to be in God's eyes and in his shadow. He wanted that for himself. Therefore, he had to incorporate it for others. He had to bear the sins of others and save the souls of others because he wanted to be reunited with everyone in the consciousness that is God. Or, you know, if you want to think about it physically, all the souls together under the shadow of God. However, Martin Luther King, he wanted a land where everyone was equal so that his ass could be comfortable and his kids could be comfortable. Therefore, he had to bring everybody else aboard. You see what I'm saying? Like, when you focus on what's important to you, what's important for you, when you can identify where your happiness lies, and you stay focused on it, everyone else happens to just come along. You don't have to worry about them coming along. They're going to just come along if that's meant to happen. It's that time. It's that place. But you got to be focused on you because focusing on others is allowing your role to be shaped by others, whether they're trying to shape it or not. Every action causes a reaction. Every time you step off your path onto someone else's to help, to fix, to be a good whatever, friend, person, lover, child, whatever, you're being bad to you. And, you know, you're making your own life harder. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to help people. Happiness is found through helpfulness. I advocate for that. But... It should be done by real choice. I want to do this. Doing that will make me happy. It will make me feel better to know that giving you my last couple of dollars puts you in a better position. It will make me feel better to know that by not spending my day watching cartoons, soaking in the goddamn hot tub, that you'll be able to do something that you don't get a chance to do. And that makes me feel good because I care about you. You know what I mean? Then it's different. But... In this aspect, let ego run free. We're the mother. Put yourself first. Say, fuck them kids. Fuck that job. Fuck whatever it is, whoever it is that is an obstacle in what you're trying to do for you. Because once you get past that and do what you got to do for you, you'll realize they're good regardless. Um, yeah, this was a long one. I love you guys. I appreciate you for listening. Happy fucking Monday. Much ashay, namaste, and if today's your birthday, ew, happy birthday, Pisces. Later.